watch movie based on video games Think to yourself, this is kinda strange Mario is British, Luigi's Latino Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo Well that's video games and movie Video games and movie Video games and movie Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of Video Games the Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, Mr. James Moholland. Hello everybody. Um, if you didn't gather from the opening theme music, this song, or the song basically explains the show. We just talk about movies based on or related to video games. And this second episode, we're talking about a favorite and also a favorite to hate on movie of mine, Street Fighter, the movie, <laughs> which I don't know about you, James, rewatching this, like I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And this movie, when I was a kid, kind of killed me in two ways. One, I was one of the biggest Jean-Claude Van Damme fans, still am, but this movie kind of just, it was almost a nail in the coffin as far as like, you know, he had started making some pretty bad films before this, you know, there was some stuff that I was like, oh, come on, man, you know, all all I wanted was another Bloodsport, another Kickboxer or Cyborg or something, and he was coming out with Broken Arrow and The Quest, and you know, eh, they just progressively got worse, and then they took this franchise, which was my favorite fighting game franchise as a child, and they combined it with my favorite fighter in the movies, and... It, it didn't turn out so great. But there are reasons for that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest reason, um, and you mentioned, uh, this was only a $35 million film, and they paid eight of that to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, unbeknownst to you, I guess I'll get into it. I read an article online called um, uh, "Street Fighter: Everything Wrong with Street Fighter, something like that. And the director... He has a strange Spanish-sounding name, De Souza, or something like that. He was relatively Stephen De Souza. Yeah, yes. Stephen De Souza was relatively new at making uh, films. I, I believe at this point he had a couple of credits to his name, but nothing major, major. And when he got in the room with the people from Capcom, he pitched them his take on the movie. And his take is brilliant, and his speech evidently was brilliant. He said, "Look, you've got." a plethora of characters here, way too many for a 90-minute film. What I want to do is take seven of the most popular and feature the film around them and only have other ones be in it in the background or something like that, which is exactly what you need to do for a film like this to work, I feel like. Um, and they said, eh, we don't really like that idea. He says, look, if any one of you at the table can name all seven dwarves from the movie uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I, I won't push for this anymore. No one could. And he said, you know why? Because the human brain has trouble keeping anything beyond seven in its head, you know, with any given thing. He says, look, the Magnificent Seven, uh, the story of the seven samurai warriors, you know, seven is the number. And everyone kind of, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And he started shooting the film. But then they said, well, we really need to add this person and this person because they're really popular fighters in the game. So he had to do a rewrite. And then, well, we really need to add this person and this person. Another rewrite. And this kept happening and kept happening. And then, like, there was, I was just talking to you off air a moment ago about uh, a character that was initially signed on to be Ryu, uh, apparently some 
what famous martial artist overseas, um, but he couldn't speak English at all. And Capcom was like, uh, we can't have him in the film, but he was already signed to the film. So they just created a new character, Captain Sawada, and you see him at the ending credits of the film when they're all standing there and shit. Uh, but he never appears in a game, to my knowledge. I don't remember ever fighting as a Sawada, do you? Not at all. Like I said off uh, before the show, I thought he was the other guy the entire time. Yeah, he doesn't really. He doesn't have a name in the movie, as far as I know. Also, maybe he does. No, they they do. But they call him at one point. Um, uh, Jean Claude's character calls him and says, you know, something like, "Hey, Captain Sawada, are the men in place?" And like he says a, a few words, and they're just like overdubbed. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just terrible. Uh, a, a lot like the rest of this film. Other things that plagued this film were the fact that Jean-Claude Van Damme was, had a huge cocaine habit at the time. So bad, in fact, that many days when they went to shoot, he just wouldn't show up. I do cocaine. And they would have to shoot a scene they had no intention of shooting because they were trying to get this out for the uh, Christmas rush. And um, he was kind of flying by the seat of his pants. And so when Jean-Claude wouldn't show up, he'd be like, okay... Uh, I guess we'll shoot the fight scene with Ken and Ryu today. And they would just kind of slam these guys into a fight scene that wasn't choreographed uh, basically at all. They had a legendary choreographer like trying to do all this stuff, but it was all happening so fast and he had so little time that a lot of the fight scenes ended up looking pretty comical. Um, Ken in particular is horrific to me, but um, we'll get into that when we go through the characters, I guess. <laughs> That's what I, you know, they spent all this money on Jean-Claude Van Damme, and mm. then they probably spent quite a bit on Raul Julia, yeah, I um, think. Bison, and then maybe a little bit on the, the third notable name, uh, Ming-Na Wen, who probably actually wasn't that notable back then, but I just well, figured... I, I would think the third build would probably be Kylie Minogue, where she's not yeah. super popular over here, she's worldwide famous she was huge even at the time of this she had several number one hits outside of the united states i mean at this point she, her only hit in the united states was locomotion back in the 80s if you remember that one maybe i'll splice yeah. in a second here Everybody's um and okay. then she had a number of other hits like she's the madonna of the world we know madonna here as being you know this huge multi-decade number one hit having you know female lead uh kylie was that for everywhere else she's huge and so i would think she probably pulled a couple million and while we're on the subject of kylie and jean claude um he was married to his i want to say it was his fourth wife at the time and he was cheating on her with kylie during the filming so when you see cammy and, and uh guile together on screen just know that during this time period they are boning and snorting cocaine. And snorting cocaine. Well, at least Jean-Claude. Maybe snorting it right off her butt, which unfortunately they they didn't put her in the classic cami outfit. Kylie Minogue is a, a beautiful woman, and I would have liked to have seen that, but it is what it is. But with so much money going to those you know, top three or four billed mm -hmm. actors, you think they'd, instead of hiring you know, gosh, C or D rate other actors to portray these characters, they'd hire you know, martial artists. Yeah. To portray the actors. So at least, okay, their acting's going to be bad, which, is, which it is anyways, but at least they'll be good fighting. But yep. they didn't do, they didn't go that route for the, for most of them. They actually ended up hiring for, for a lot of them, um, comedians, which is hilarious to me. And then, um, bodybuilders, you know, yeah. with no, uh, 
acting chops at all just guys that worked out a lot or whatever and yeah that there you have your cast and then they had to rewrite several things around Mr. Raul Julia because during the entirety of the filming the guy was going through he had stomach cancer and he was dying he knew yeah. as he was filming this this would be his last film and he's described by people on set as having been so gaunt that they were afraid to do anything with him wire wise and stuff and the whole ending fight required him to be on wires flying around for some damn reason I guess they were trying to explain the psycho crusher it's a thing that plagues a lot of these movies but this one is in particular is just horrible about it they try and incorporate all these different moves which they, they did a lot more than i remembered as a kid um you know the the shing long is present uh ryu does a hadouken at one point uh bison kind of does a hadouken yeah kind of <laughs> it should have it needed that fireball to come out for me to really know see it was a hadouken he does the motion and the screen kind of flashes or something yeah yeah, yeah no no <laughs> right and that was capcom like uh, initially i guess DeSouza wasn't going to put in um these fighting moves and then capcom was leaning on him pretty hard so he had to reshoot some stuff the most hilarious one to me was the shing long by ken because he doesn't jump at all he just kind of lazily spins around with this like really goofy looking uppercut uh doesn't even like bend to crouch or anything it's just like this spinning one one spin uppercut where he just like walks in a circle real slow and it looked really ineffective but of course the guy he hit just went flying so whatever yeah. and and he by far what well, i guess we can get into all the different characters he was the one to me that was just like the worst cast i couldn't believe like, this was just, like, random guy that happened to be blonde. Like, no martial arts experience whatsoever. Couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. I don't know that he's been in anything else other than this. He probably has. Uh, but he was terrible to me. I don't know. Who is your most hated character in the film? Well, yeah, Ken's probably pretty high up there. Ken and Ryu. Um, they were my favorite characters growing mm -hmm. up. And they're supposed to be, like... <clears throat> you know, brothers, but not brothers, martial artists training to the end. Yep. And in this movie, they're, what are they? Hu they're hustlers. Yeah. The so gun runners or something. Oh, yeah. Gun like, run. Oh. It's, it, it just takes, <laughs> they just destroy and destroy both those characters. And to me, I think I've read that those two characters are supposed to be like the main characters of the video game. Oh yeah. And here they are. God, they're probably two that were written in after the fact, like you were saying. Um, yeah, Ryu was in and Ken wasn't at one point or something. It was really weird. And you can't have one without the other. No. So that was, it was a good addition to add him, I guess. But man, it was, whew, they were rough. Yeah, it's, it's trash. They really were trying to write it around Jean-Claude because he had the clout at the time. And they cast yeah. this guy from Belgium with the thick-ass Belgium accent. I mean, Jean-Claude can only ever be Jean-Claude. You know, yeah. he doesn't do accents. He's in the movie for one reason. It's because he looks cool uh, and he is a martial artist. Well, they cast him as Guile, which is the most American-ass character in the entirety of the video game. I mean, yeah, Ken is from USA. Uh, Balrog, I believe, is from USA. But Ken, or not Ken, Guile has a tattoo of a friggin' American flag. He's in the U.S. Air Force. He is the all-American. You know, everything about him is American, and they cast a Belgium as him. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Uh, this isn't the only instance of just egregious miscasting. Another hilarious one, E. Honda. 
I guess they they couldn't find anyone from Japan, so they just cast a random Hawaiian comedian. Yeah. And when I see this guy, all I can think of is Unnecessary Roughness, where he plays as Manu. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just a fat Hawaiian guy, like, no martial arts training whatsoever, although his fight with Zangief is pretty funny with the whole uh, Godzilla thing going on and stuff. That's where Captain Swata, you know, they pipe into the thing and they they're they're trying to see video of the island uh and they end up seeing their fight and it's you know they reference godzilla there and that was pretty funny there's a lot of comedy in this film actually Mm -hmm. throughout you know the the whole when the the gun shipment shows up at the beginning uh, ken and ryu trying to sell to sagat and uh gosh uh vega vega Vega. yeah they have those guns that are just like nerf guns or whatever they shoot the little ping pong Mm -hmm. balls just, I mean, there's a lot of silly humor throughout, which, as a kid, pissed me the hell off. Yeah, I mean, it really did. I wanted a serious movie. All I wanted was another, uh, like, Bloodsport. Bloodsport is a better Street Fighter movie than Street Fighter the movie. Um, and w- while I say that in my head, that's where I got the inspiration for the name of this show, as well as, like, Street Fighter the movie. The video game is the movie. It's kind of, yeah, whatever. But anyway, uh, let's go through some more characters. Who are we missing? Uh, let's... We got Chun Li. Okay, tell us why she's so fucking hilarious, James. Because I love your point. Ming Na Wen. Why did I say she was hilarious? She's a she's a reporter. Yeah. Uh, well, you you had made the point that she was a reporter and she was in it for the long haul to get Bison back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> Just imagine as a child, like yeah, you see your father slaughtered by Bison. Mm-hmm. What does she do? Well, first she goes to college, and she yep. gets you know, hired on by a. A news reporter or a news station then yep. she gets you know the notoriety to be sent to a foreign country to mm-hmm. cover william guile or colonel guile and then she gets her and she's like that was the long con to get back at bison like, yeah that that took decades decades of planning and training and promotions and she's dedicated all the while training in martial arts heavily so that when she yes. does meet him she'll be able to beat him and hiding that fact so that he will bring her into a room alone presumably i mean this woman has got it for like you say the long haul and she hides behind two characters which makes no sense that she would hire a, a former boxer so they took one of the bad characters in the game one of you know bison's henchmen balrog and they made him into a good guy in this. Yeah. And uh, he's like a cameraman or some shit or a boom mic operator or something. Yeah, something like, and then E-Honda's the other guy. He's and E-Honda's the other one. Yeah. And it, it's like, really? Okay, <laughs> sure, whatever. They had to find a way to incorporate these characters into the film, I guess. And uh, honestly, they did a shit job. Um, yeah. And then you say uh, the next character we can make fun of. We talked about Ken. We got a little bit of Cammy. Um, yeah, she she did okay. I mean, again, I would have liked to have seen her in her classic costume, but whatever. Yeah. Kylie Minogue in a in a tight top, you know, and and she's Australian, which is good because Cammy, I believe, is Australian as well. So yep. all worked out. Uh, we talked about Ryu. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. too thrilled with him, but he did okay. Doslam. Oh, Dalzim. Dalzim. oh my god he was terrible they they just got india guy right and india doctor india guy yeah made dalzim into a doctor which which doctor maybe and then yeah. you know he has a full head of hair which inexplicably i don't know did they explain or was i just not watching at the end of the film he's got a shaved head 
for no reason, and his shirt is off, and he's got the classic Dosling get-up for the most part, but they don't really explain why. There is, I did read that at some point he's in some struggle with someone and he bumps into those chemicals they were putting in Blanca oh, and yeah. those chemicals do spill on him. And I think if they this would have spurred a sequel, they would have gone more into that and he oh, would have wow. had those, uh, you know, ability to stretch his arms and legs out three or four times their length. But that I did read that in the uh, IMDb facts or whatever we have. All right. Well, that... That, that would actually be a better explanation than just being a master of yoga. Um, and it totally explains why he, he looks like he has like hair kind of matted or some kind of ink or something matted to his head when he does show up bald and why he's bald. I guess the chemicals burnt off his hair, but not his eyebrows somehow, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, well, that kind of explains that. Um, yeah, but he was he was pretty terrible. They just basically took a random guy that could kind of sound Indian. I don't even know if he is truly Indian. I mean, they they were pretty horrific about just hiring whoever and then being like, oh, you know, like T-Hawk will get him next. Like, that guy wasn't Indian. He was just like some ethnic guy who's probably Puerto Rican, Mexican. I don't I don't know. But he, he had the I right, don't know. He had the his right last name to him. His last name is Rainwater. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Greg well, Rainwater, so I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> I have a, a good friend here named Joe Rainwater, and oh, okay. I can tell you he is not at all Indian. Uh, <laughs> he's a but white guy. T-Hawk was, out of all of them, probably the one that was least in the movie. Like, yeah. you really had to look for him. Yeah, I think he uh, just, like, he gives his name in one scene where uh, they're, like, storming the island, and he's like, yeah, I'm... T-Hawk of the Navajo Nation or something like that and it's like oh okay well yeah yeah um Zangief um yeah he's my he's favorite hilarious. he's my he, he looks the best for sure he looks just like Zangief they nailed that perfect mm -hmm. um he is kind of more of a comedic relief character he yeah. starts out with Bison's side and then he realizes like in, in the at the end of the movie that Bison's bad yeah. so he Changes sides and actually helps save the day, but... I'm Zangief, I'm bad guy. Hi, Zangief! Hi, Zangief. When I hit bottom, I was crushing men's skull like sparrow egg between my thighs. <laughs> and I think, why do you have to be so bad, Zangief? Why can't you be more like good guy? Then I have moment of clarity. If Zangief is good guy, we'll crush men's skull like sparrow's egg between thighs. And I say, Zangief, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. When he has his shirt off and it's his, you see his haircut, the, uh, the uh, mohawk, Yeah, he looks dead on. Like, I would imagine Zangief looking. Yeah, he looked uh, great. And we also we talked about... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead oh, sorry. I was just going to say, they did have all the bear scars from him. You know, they explained in the video <laughs> game that he has all these scars all over his body because he would train in Russia wrestling bears. And um, they're there. They don't explain it, but they are there. So that's nice. And then we talked about Balrog. Like we said, he switched. He was bad. Then he, Well, he was supposed to be bad in the video game, but then he's good helping Chun-Li. And something hilarious about him, real quick, um, he when he does fight in the end, like, scenes he punches these two guys he just says you know some catchphrase like uh-uh knocked out or something and punches these two guys out wearing no boxing gloves great the next scene in which you see him 
he's got these like really like little kid looking boxing gloves on <laughs> and I don't know where he picked them up on this island but I did notice that why would you pick those up there's and, guns and there's all kinds of things going around he picks yeah, up boxing gloves why would you put boxing gloves on period like I can understand <laughs> you know maybe if you're fighting in a ring or a tournament type situation to put some boxing gloves on perhaps you know they put them on in the character in the game but there is no reason for him to be wearing you know a punch is much more effective without a boxing glove than with and mm -hmm. uh and where did he find him anyway? He wasn't carrying anything. He was just recently a prisoner. They weren't in his back pocket. You know, it's just comical know. as hell. But yeah, Ridiculous. anyway. On to the next um, guy. Next guy, this is kind of, it's kind of a combination of two people, Carlos and Blanca. Yeah. Um, Carlos is a playable character. He's he's related to Guile, correct? In one of the later Street Fighters. Th they're best friends. And then, yeah, they're best friends. Yeah. But there, and then there's then there's Blanca, who's part of the original Street Fighter uh, playable characters, right. who was, if memory serves, he was supposed to be like a young boy that was like lost in the wilderness in in Brazil. A little boy in named Brazil. Jimmy, where a yeah. plane crashed, and he was a sole survivor, and he grew up in the wilderness of Brazil, and somehow became yeah. an animal himself. And Charlie was the whole reason that. Um, Guile was wanting to fight in Bison in the original game was to find his friend Charlie, who had been uh, taken capture, you know, or was captured yeah. by M. Bison or killed or something. I think he was actually killed by M. Bison. And then in the subsequent games where uh, Charlie does show up, they're in the Alpha series, which actually takes place before the original Street oh, Fighter. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I didn't play much of the Alpha series. So no, I played. I've played Street Fighter. I still play the original Street Fighter 2, like, to this day. I haven't oh, really yeah. progressed on from that one. Um, oh, they're all wonderful. The Alpha games are, are tremendous. I love all three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just I play the hell out of them. Hell, I was playing Alpha 3 just the other night and messing around with Charlie. I mean, his moveset is basically identical to Guile's. I, huh. I just like his character a little better, his outfit and stuff, you know. I don't know why. He's a little more anime. And in this movie... Uh, Bison kidnaps uh, Charlie, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess his name's Carlos here, but yeah, they call whatever. him Charlie. And they Bison realizes he's Guile's friend, so he submits uh, Charlie to this to, to give him the dolls dolls to create the super soldier, right? Which ends up being Blanca. Blanca, which, yeah, yeah. Sure. Which he get he gets down. They download like fifty percent negative images into him, and then. Dalslam sneaks around and downloads 50% good images or something like that to make him Just, normal. I don't know. I mean, it's it a very weird. clockwork orange type of scene where they've got yes. this guy like strapped to a chair and they're forcing him to watch imagery. Um, and yeah, initially it's like puppies being killed or something and like, you know, people being beaten about the face or whatever, just horrible images. And then, he slaps in, you know, like babies being born and butterflies and Martin Luther King for some reason. Um, yeah. You know, things that are quote unquote good. Yeah. And trying to keep him sane, which I don't care what it is. If you're just having like random stuff without any context, just constantly bombarding you, you're probably going to go insane pretty quickly. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad imagery. I mean, if you're just sitting there being force fed this stuff. Uh, 24 7 you're just gonna go insane period but whatever science i don't know science um <laughs> next next we have on our list is dj oh, who God. was a good character in the game yeah. and then they switched him to a uh evil character but he's also 
kind of more on the comic relief side, kind of the computer tech uh, for uh, Bison. On par with me in the film as being as egregious as Ken, maybe more so because they just took random black comedian and they made him attempt a Jamaican accent because DJ is from Jamaica. Which at this point in the movie, why do you even care? Just have him be a black guy and call him DJ. It doesn't matter. I mean, and yeah, he just has this hilariously bad accent that it's worse than like snow. If you remember that white rapper from the nineties. Um, no, I don't. Oh wow, Informer! I gotta put Informer right here. It's just this black guy trying to be Jamaican, and it's obvious he isn't. Uh, I haven't seen any, you know, stuff like that. Is just why cast someone that isn't in a role for an just find a person that is legitimately from that country. And I mean, there's plenty of Jamaicans that would have done this film for next to nothing. I can tell you that right now. There's a whole bobsled team full of them. Sure. I mean, even Dougie Fresh from that movie did a way better uh, impersonation of a Jamaican than this guy does. I mean, this is laughable. Dougie Fresh was like, okay, you kind of sound like you're Jamaican, you know, at least mm-hmm. you can do it. Um, this guy, I don't know. I don't know where they picked him up and how much they paid him. Maybe he was just, you know, on set and they were like, we need DJ all of a sudden, you know, they told us we had to put him in. So they wrote him in as Bison's right hand man. And yeah. yeah, computer tech, which whatever the actual DJ, we all know and love is like this, Master of Capoeira, I think, uh, Jamaican fighting style. And yeah, he's great. I love DJ in the game, in the movie, not so much. He looked like Arsenio Hall or something. Um, That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, next, guys, we talked about T Hawk. He's, he's uh, barely recognizable in the movie. Yeah. And the last two we'll talk about together, I guess Vega and Victor Sagat. Oh, sure. Yeah, Vega, I actually felt like was okay. You know, the, the guy playing him. He's supposed to be like this handsome Spaniard that's like um, so engulfed in his own vanity that he wears a mask so that his face is protected. And they even kind of touch on that in the scene in which Ryu like puts his face up against the the hot uh, incinerator and Vega gets angry Mm -hmm. like really bad over it. Um, Yeah, this guy, he, he actually seemed as though he had some monicum of martial arts training. He looked the part. I liked him. Sagat, I don't know. What do you think? He looked okay. Um, Mm. I like at the end, they show him with the scar down his chest. So it may have shown how he got it. He was definitely more of a businessman in this movie. More of like a a thug or a don than uh, anything else. Uh, These two characters, for those who haven't seen the movie, are the direct um, enemies of uh, Ken and Ryu. So it's kind of like Guile versus Bison, and then Ken and Ryu versus Vega and Sagat. Yeah, throughout the film. And but for me, Sagat, it was like, okay, I get it. It like the casting. He looked kind of like Sagat if Sagat was in his fifties, you know, because yes. this guy's old. Yes, and yes. they explain that away. They you know they say, oh, he used to be this cage fighter instead of this you know guy from Thailand who was like an incredible Muay Thai fighter. He was this cage fighter. And then his upcoming protege is Vega. And now he's like this business guy that does all these guns and fights and stuff. Um, but 
yeah, they show the scar. They don't really explain it. Everyone who knows anything about Street Fighter knows that he got that scar in the first Street Fighting tournament where Ryu used the Shing Long and it hit him in the chest and it left this huge scar. And Ryu wins the first tournament and then they go into Street Fighter 2 and Sagat's got the scar and he's looking to prove himself. He's trained even harder, you know, blah, 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 which would put him at, at most 30. In this film, he's 50. He's never met Ryu. Uh, I don't know where he got the scar. I guess he was probably a can opener accident or something. He was, you know, maybe he was cutting some wood or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But, yeah, it's like, okay, you gave, again, it's kind of like with Zangief. You gave him the scars, but no explanation. So anyone that wasn't watching uh, or wasn't in knowledgeable about the games would just be like, well, why has he got a scar? And then the people that were watching that were knowledgeable about the games are like, well, why does he have the scar? Because he didn't even know who Ryu was. So, yeah, we're just left to our imaginations, uh, you know, biking, hiking, accident, who who knows? Well, this is the a product of, like you were talking about earlier, how they started out with only seven characters and they decided to include all of them, which was yeah. great, but you can't go into in depth on anybody because there's so many of them. Yeah, there's just so, way too many characters in this film. And they... It, they put Easter eggs in for us, but, you know, that's all you can yeah. do yeah. for us loyal fans to see. But, yeah, you're right. They should explain some of this stuff. Have you ever watched, and I'm sure we'll cover it on the show sometime, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but Street Fighter, the animated movie? I haven't seen the animated movie. I've seen the cartoon show enough, but, no, I haven't oh, yeah. seen the animated. Well, there's a film that was just My called knowledge. Street Fighter, the animated movie, and I'm sure it's available multiple places. I want to watch that one pretty soon. Um, I remember it as being everything this wasn't. It was great. It focused around just a few core characters, Ryu being the main one. Mm-hmm. And um, you would see other characters. Like at one point you saw like Blanca and somebody fighting in a cage match in the background or something. But they didn't even like say, oh, this is Blanca versus whatever, Sagat or somebody. They, they were just fighting. And that, I think, would have been the best way to tell the story is like, have some of these guys in the background or something, but not integral to the story in any way. You know, just, oh, well, there's that guy briefly or whatever, which is what they kind of ended up having to do anyway, but they gave every character some lines and tried to incorporate them in the story in just the smallest bit or whatever, and it just it ruined it. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And the studio didn't want to do it, but like I really feel like this movie would have been infinitely better if they had just gone with the tournament i mean the whole game is about a tournament just go with a tournament style movie with almost no story uh make it into blood sport with the street fighter characters and i'd have been so incredibly happy um cast uh i I always felt as a kid and even now that uh jean-claude would have made a better ken than he did a guile i I never liked him as like you know guile i I don't just didn't make sense to me. Uh, Ken doesn't make a lot of sense either, but it, I don't know. For some reason, it feels like it would have fit a little better. Um, yeah, just everything about this movie just was doomed from the start, unfortunately. But yet, somehow, it's not a terrible movie. It's it's funny. I don't know that it means to be all the time. Like, some of it's obvious, like they were going for a laugh. Um, some of it, I think it just comes across, you know, it's campy in that it was just so quickly shot on such a budget 
it ends up, you know, it's one of those type of films you can watch with some friends, drink some beers, just be laughing your ass off about things as you're, you know, making fun of it all the, all the way, you know? Oh, I 100% agree. I think the worst part about this movie is its title, Street Fighter. If they had named it something else, like, I don't know, Global Conflict yeah, or sure. something like that. And, you know, I would I love I'm a sucker for the the B movies, you mm -hmm. know, the Sharknado, even Starship Troopers, just stuff like that, where oh, it's yeah. just gonna be, you know, gorgeous amounts of action. Mm -hmm. I'd have gone and seen this movie. And if they would have started like, you know, dropping names of Street Fighter Two characters, I probably would have loved this. Just been so in love with this and ran and told everybody like oh my god it's a movie about you know this world police force or the un which is supposed to be i guess because they're all yeah. light blue and they're fighting this guy who's named m bison but all the characters are you know street fighter 2 names they even do some of the moves it's like it's it's not a street fighter movie but it is that have been like a better selling campaign than no this is a street fighter 2 movie everyone come watch street fighter 2 yeah. And then we go and watch Street Fighter 2 and see this, and we're like, that's not Street Fighter 2. Yeah, that's something totally different. I would have loved it to just have no relation as far as names at all. Like, name Belanca, call him, like, George. You know, Ken and Ryu could have been Tom and Steve or something. Like, just have all the names be completely different, but have it be blatant ripoffs of Street Fighter. Oh, I would have loved okay. this fucking movie. <laughs> would have been all over. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's a great movie. You sit around with your guy friend, the case of beer or something like that. And, you know, you, know, you don't have to pay close attention to this thing because no. the script, I mean, you watch the first five minutes and you probably can play the whole movie out in your head how it's going to go. And then that's it. You just It's a fun movie. It's just so far away from the video game. It just gets terrible reviews and a terrible, you know, reputation. Yeah. And it really, it really is partially warranted partially not because it really is a decent film you know i had a lot of fun with it it's worth your two-hour investment just go into it knowing that it's a bad movie and you'll be fine anyway i don't really have yeah. anything else i can say about this i think you did have listed in the notes here that it's number 33 on the list of 50 worst films of all time i really don't feel like that's warranted again at all not at all not um, at all imdb gives it a 3.8 out of 10 again like it, at at worst, this movie's like a five. It's like middle of the road. You know, uh, it's, I'd say five and a half. Yeah, <clears> yeah. You're not. Reading. You're not gonna like be angry about having watched this. This isn't, uh, God, I like something of like Troll Two, you know, just horrificness, you know, or Manos, the Hidden Fate, or whatever. You know, one of these movies that is just famously, famously bad. I mean, it is, but it's not anywhere close to on par as films of that nature. I mean, it, it has effects in it that aren't completely laughable. Um, you know, it's, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie, but yeah, it's fine. Anyway. Um, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, you can find us, let me see. You can find me at Simon Belmont at outlook.com. You can find both James and I on Facebook at, you know, is it worth it podcast? Uh, I don't know if I'll make an additional page for this podcast. Uh, I, we may, I don't know, but you can find us there. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter at RetroKel. You can find us at RetroGameCore. You can find James on Twitter at JMilholland. Yeah, JMilholland. Or my email, uh, goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to shoot me an email or, or, yeah. or Twitter, either way. And then, uh, yeah, our website, the core spelled C-O-R-P-S, like corpse. Right. Core. 
And yeah, definitely write us, tell us, you know, what movie it is you want us to cover, what series, or I, I had it ran by me by Brent that maybe we should do a, uh, like on some of these 30 minute shows, maybe do you and I actually synchronizing, watching the show and just making commentary throughout. Brent suggested yeah. we do that. And that might be something we, we could do in the future if we get enough people say, hey, this sounds like a good idea. It could be fun. And then they could watch the show along with us and it'd be as though we were there commenting as they're watching. So we may, we may do that for a show in the future. I don't know if there's any interest in that at all. Um, I'm probably going to get some guests on the show in the way of Brent. Uh, Bajorn, I talked to him about maybe coming on the show for an episode or two. I think he'd be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so check out our other podcast, Is It Worth a Podcast, part of the RPG.net network, RPG show. Uh, RP, and, RPG podcast. RPG podcast, yeah, I get them mixed up. And our friends over at the RPG show, check them out as well. Um, yeah, gosh, that's a mouthful to say. Uh, it keeps getting longer every episode. Anyway, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you, James. We'll see you next time. See you later, everyone. Imposter, I'm just a middle-class worker from Toronto In spite of how I sound Single one platinum bigger than Marley and Jimmy and Yellowman But I'm not even mulatto My reg is watered down Hear me on the radio, think I could not be blacker But on my video, you see I'm really a cracker Pretending I was a rasa since I was in jammies I should paint my face and stop betting out Mary. You can criticize me all the way to the bank My single number one and Shabba don't rank Time wanna kick dice off the label for this in the cops They said it just ain't right but when I Caucasian man records a cup and song, they don't have a problem. Must be an oversight. All the Jamaicans think I gave them a bum steer. But everything I know I learned from an auctioneer. The video started seven for this year. Go get eight. Do I hear eight? Nine. Who will give me ten? I got ten, ten going once, going twice sold. I can spot gibberish and it'll go gold. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. A skilly button, get up, dip it up the boat. Day I rap in your songs with the best of my ability. You need a black man to increase your credibility. When put on the spot, I side with the rosters. Cause Sean ain't down with no imposter. Imposter, like vanilla ice, the people are sick of me. They put my boom boom down in four months. My butt'll be back in Canada working at Asia. I'm with a burger crown. Would you, would you, would you like fries with that? A hot apple pie with that? Just drive around, man. Blue clap. Cool running. Ah! Hey, man. You wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you, man? I'm warning you, man. I shot the sheriff. Exodus.